Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Larry Ball, former Miami Dolphin. I'm listening to the Fantasy Justice Show. I'm Arturo Freeman, former NFL player, defensive back, and I listen to the Fantasy Gesture. This is Pat Sertan, and you're listening to the Fantasy Gesture Show. Know your role and shut your mouth because the people's champ is ready to talk. Are you lonely tonight? Are you a sports fan looking for a radio show? Welcome to the Fantasy Jester Show, where you won't be alone tonight. <laughs> What's going on, gang? It has been a weird, weird, and that's why it started like that. It has been an absolute train wreck of conversations going around here before the start of the show. It is, uh, to say that we have fun here is an understatement. And, you know, half of the stuff, I'm sorry, it just can't make it to the air, but Trust me, uh, it is funny. I had tears, literally. I was wiping tears during the intro music. And, uh, well, anyway, how you doing, folks? I am the Fantasy Jester. This is the Fantasy Jester Show coming to you from D-Land, Florida, where it is absolutely beautiful right now. It is 84, a little warm yet. Um, but it is a great, great night. We have a full studio, a bunch of people have uh, stopped by. Uh, we're starting to get a couple people more and more stopped by just to listen. Uh, they're in the area, uh, local fans, stopping in. And uh, right now, everybody's eating and uh, leaving me the hell alone. <laughs> All the other jokes, let me tell you. Uh, folks, the Fantasy Jester Show tonight, the NFL Hall of Fame inductions. Tomorrow is the NFL Hall of Fame game. Thank you, God. Football starts tomorrow. We have the Olympics, the Rio Olympics, everything that's going on there. Going to talk on that just a little bit. We want to touch on that. Going to talk a little baseball tonight. JT's got some baseball talk for you for tonight. Yes, uh, my esteemed colleague, Jason Townsend, will be joining us. And he's got, like I said, he's got some baseball talk. We've got some factor fantasy. Also, one of the things that I wanted to touch on tonight, me personally, is the idea that, you know, as I look at the Olympics and and I look at Coach K, and I started taking a deeper look into him. And, you know, everybody knows he's pretty successful, obviously. But uh, is he now, and I've got some information for you folks. Is Coach K the most influential person in basketball today? Possibly, is he the most influential person ever to the game of basketball? I've got some interesting information uh, about Coach K coming up later on in the show for you. Uh, But first, right now, I want to, you know, I want to talk about the Olympics. My my rant today is going to be, you know, folks, can we can we just pay attention to what's going on over there as far as the athletes and their stories? You know, I understand the conditions 
aren't the best. I understand water problems, sewage problems, the Zeke, Zika mosquitoes, the concern there. Okay. And you know, if anybody, I live in Florida, getting rid of mosquitoes, let me get, give you an idea. If you live in New York, I'll give you the best idea. Trying to get rid of mosquitoes is like getting rid of taxis in New York. It's just not going to happen. You're going to have mosquitoes everywhere. So Zika's there, their concern there. And that's all you, I mean, it, it's just a train wreck. That's all you hear about is the train wreck. Can we please, now that the opening ceremony happened last night, America's already won its first gold. Let's, let's go ahead and concentrate on the absolutely amazing drama that is being played out. People's lives, people's dreams. Let's play it. Pay attention to them. All that political crap. Do me a favor, please. Leave it. You've got two weeks to shut up about it and talk about the poor athletes that are there for what used to be, once upon a time, very storied time in our history. You know, our country has had some incredible moments at the Olympics. I mean, you don't have to go much further than the hockey team of 80. For what it did for the country at that time, it's not a time for anything but the world to come together for these young people who have worked and sacrificed for their dream. It is time to pay attention to them, give yourselves a break for two weeks, and then after two weeks, have at it. Talk about how corrupt Brazil is. Talk about how dirty it is. Talk about the poor planning, why it wasn't taken care I don't care. Have fun. Yes, you should fix it. Because to have the Olympics under these conditions is an absolute disgrace. Brazil should be apologizing to the Greeks for ruining their tradition because Greeks started it, folks, if you don't know. They should apologize for what they've done and how they've celebrated the Olympic Games. Pay attention to the athletes. You know, some crazy things have gone on while we've been there. You know, one of the things it was very interesting... And uh, I found out that the Olympic basketball team, you know, we, there was that little story about them. They uh, went inside, went to have, go have a drink. I guess they were somewhere there in Brazil. And, you know, shortly thereafter, they realized that they were in a brothel and, and they left, you know, they, they, they did the right thing. They left as soon as they found out. And, and at least that's how the story goes, unless they're, you know, very quick gentlemen, but that, that's their problem. Uh and their girlfriends. Uh, but the American basketball team doesn't even stay in the village. And, you know, JT has a couple of thoughts on that, I'm sure. Uh, the American basketball team's uh, gone ahead and rented a 517-foot uh, cruise ship, 193 luxury suites and all this, and about as elitist as you can get. Uh, about as American as you can get. But again, we'll talk to JT in a minute on that. 
And uh, that's 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 where I'm at though with these Olympics, folks. I, I've started watching the games. Unbelievable drama already. Understand, some young person. This is their dream. This is what they've worked for. This is what their families have worked for. This is what their families have sacrificed for. This is what, in some cases, a village or a city has come together to rally around these people just so that they can be there this one time. The Olympic Games, talk about them, enjoy the games. I'm going to bring in my partner. Not that I want to. I have to, though. He is my partner. Folks, I kid, I talk, I I do a lot of a lot of teasing of the man, but I wouldn't be uh, where we are today without his assistance. He is absolutely fantastic partner and friend of mine. You can find him on Twitter, Fez four three seven. You can ask him anything; he will have the damn answer. I promise you. The man's a walking encyclopedia. My friend, my co-host, JT. Jason Townsend, how are you tonight, sir? Yes, sir. I'm doing pretty good here from exotic Columbus, Ohio, where tonight when I look out my window, I look over the pond and I see air traffic control towers controlling the mosquitoes and the dragonflies that have backed up on the runway. So pretty exciting night, to say the least, here in Columbus. Yourself? Uh, Wonderful. Columbus is just a hotbed of... uh... Fun times, I can only imagine, sir. But oh, then it's again, booming. it's booming. Uh, while I love my little town that I live in, and, and I really do, I love the land. I can't. I absolutely wouldn't want to live really many other places uh, on the planet than where I live. But let me tell you something. Its nickname is Deadland. It's quiet. <laughs> it's what I like now. As I've gotten older. I used to live up in New Jersey. I used to be in Manhattan on a regular basis. I had all the noise and stardom and all that crap and chaos. And I had all that for plenty of years. Got a ton of it. And now it's time to kick back and be in Florida and relax and nice, quiet delay in Florida. Well, I tell you, you keep sounding like that. Naples is going to be on your uh, your uh, to-do list here very shortly. So, you know, I heard you mention something earlier during your rant. Did you say 193 suites on this ship that the uh, American basketball team rented? Yeah, and they've been fitted with extra long with seven-foot beds and all this. Yep. Right. Yep. Well, my question is, how many people are on a basketball team exactly? Well, you've got... 12, 15? <laughs> You've got, yeah, you've got about 12 or 15 players, probably, a, you know, a half a dozen coaches, uh, and then the uh, approximately about 150 people that are in everyone's entourage. Oh, you because know, you can't go anywhere without, hey, listen, yeah, you got to figure each basketball player has at least a half a dozen people with them. You got mom, dad. Their own, uh, their own reporter or uh, manager or whatever. They've got, uh, exactly. they've got. You got to figure they got at least one 
maybe to clinging, clinging and undeserving friends. Well, yeah, you know, you got Pookie and Ray Ray and, you know, those kind of guys that got to go everywhere and, you know, spend all your money. Uh, yeah, okay, so that makes a little more sense now. But, you know, it's funny, I listened to you talk about that. You know, I remember back when the real Dream Team in 1992 played. Uh, now, granted, we're talking Barcelona. But, you know, stay in the Olympic Village with the other athletes on the American team, you know, a little team camaraderie. Uh, they can suffer, you know, for – Oh, two weeks in Rio. And that's funny, listening to you talk about the Olympics as well. Yeah, I remember just a few years ago, Rio was like the hot, you know, paradise to go away to. And now no one wants to be there, so look how things have turned. Absolutely. Uh, it, it's a shame. It's a shame. And, again, that will be something for uh, for them to look into why that happened. And, you know, how did they get selected? That's my question is if, if – after this is all done, can we look into how the hell they got selected? What did I mean? Who did they grease for that? I mean, oh yeah, they had, exactly. to, they had to put somebody's money in somebody's palm because that was that's absolutely terrible. But you know, it makes you wonder. You know, like you've got 193 suites, you've got all these basketball players and their entourage and all that. Like, are they inviting over the women's soccer team? Hey, girls, check out the crib we got now. Get them out of the village for a little while, maybe. Invite them over, yeah, a couple it, drinks, a little swimming pool. Doesn't, doesn't sound like it. Doesn't sound like it. Probably not. Probably not. No. I, listen, if I was on that basketball team um, and uh, I had the oh, use of a 500 and 17 foot boat I'd be inviting everybody Come on Party so at get this the whole, Olympic Village Get the whole village. team on there Get the whole American Part- team on there I mean you got plenty of room You should be able to get damn near the whole team on there Come on I mean if you're going to do it Here's the thing It's not like the Olympic Committee The basketball team Or any American sponsor if you're going to do it for the uh, basketball team, you should be doing it for every U.S. player then. Every U.S. player should have that. Listen, I understand how it must look to the rest of the world, and, and yet yeah, it must look very elitist. But in that, if it's going to be for the basketball team, you better damn well give it to the whole Olympic team. And because of the sponsors and the gross amount of money that the network pays and these sponsors pay. And you know what, guys? I think you could pony up a couple of bucks to put the rest of the Olympic team with them so that they're not living in the conditions that everybody is talking about that is that bad. Right. Just call call me crazy, but, hey, listen, I don't know why I would ever think that would all be possible. All right, listen, my rant's gone on a little bit longer. We've got a great show. Let's get to this and everything tonight, you know. Um, Today, (laughs) today marked the start of every football lover's dream, the Hall of Fame induction ceremony with the Hall of Fame game tomorrow. JT, this is it. We are here. It's happening 
<sighs> Finally, yes. It's taken a long you, it's time. Great. It's been a long, long off season, though. But today, Marvin Harrison, Tony Dungy, Kevin Green, Orlando Pace, Eddie DeBartolo, Ken Stabler, and Dick Stanfell all were inducted into the Hallowed Hall of Fame. JT, I'll let you have first crack. What do you think about today and the people that are going in? Anybody in particular you want to talk about? Oh, you know, I like the quote from Marvin Harrison um, that Jim Irsay was talking about this evening where uh, Marvin came up to him one day and said, hey, listen, you pay me to practice. The games are on me. You know, you just kind of like that kind of attitude from a guy like that, somebody that generally was quiet as a church mouse. He didn't hear anything from the guy. He did his talking on the field. Um, but definitely thought Marvin Harrison was one of the more interesting guys going in, uh, for me anyway. The I uh, look at the list in general uh, of Ken Stabler, say Orlando Pace, Kevin Green, and Marvin Harrison. I didn't, I didn't see anybody else, but those guys' work ethic. It, it just seems, you know, wow. Here they are at the hall, and you're talking about guys with work ethic. Marvin Harrison. That quote um, probably sums it up for a lot of guys. You know, you're paying me to come in here and train during the week, but the games, I just love playing the game, so I'm just here for that. And uh, that that is a fantastic, fantastic quote. I uh, I happen to like Tony Dungy a lot. Tony Dungy is everything right with football. Good coach, good mentor, good leader, good man, good role model. Understands that when you when you're at this level that you are a role model he expects that from his players he expects that from his other coaches tony dungy uh should be without a question in the hall of fame for the class act that he is never mind his accomplishments and the teams that he put together and and super bowl teams that were won by john gruden um but right just saying. Just yeah, saying. Tony Dungy, I mean, you look at, you know, the influence he's had over several prominent players, too, over their careers. You, you know, you listen to Derek Brooks, who I think is one of the best middle linebackers to ever strap on a helmet play in the NFL. Uh, you know, he basically treats Tony Dungy like he's another father. I mean, it just, you know, you don't see that many guys have that kind of effect on, on players today. So, I agree. He's definitely one of a kind as far as uh, what he meant to the game. And, you know, a guy definitely that deserves any accolades that he's been – well, that he's earned. He hasn't been given anything. The guy's definitely earned them. Earned them. And how do you feel about Eddie DeBartolo going in? I mean, me personally, I, he built – I mean, the, during the – when I was growing up, I'll tell you, um, Sam Fran was a beast to deal with. I mean, he, he ran yeah. a great franchise. I mean, how do you feel about Eddie DeBartolo, though, making it? And do you feel he's Hall, Hall of Fame worthy? I'm one of those people who don't believe an owner belongs in the Hall of Fame. I'm one of those people who believe the Hall of Fame is for players and coaches. You know, an owner, you know, you know, what was he? Was he above average at writing a paycheck? I mean, you know, fantastic. He could write a paycheck. He had money. You know, to me, the, the owners have no business being in the Hall of Fame. 
Um, I'd rather see it left for players, coaches. You know, Bill Walsh, George Seifert, those are the guys that made that 49er dynasty. Uh, you know, in my opinion, obviously, then you're Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Ronnie Lott, and so on. So, for me, nothing against the guy, but somebody who I think should be in the crowd or enshrining people not being enshrined. Oh, yeah, there you go, folks. There you have it. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I hadn't given it thought really about owners and all that, but that's an interesting take on it. That is, that is a good way to look at it. Um, he wrote the check. He assembled the team. He didn't actually play. Yeah, all right. I, I see where you're going with that. I mean, I he hired the general manager. You know, the general manager hired the coach. Uh, generally, you know, or even if he did have, you know, some responsibility in hiring the coach, what else did he do after that other than pay the bills? You know, I pay my bills every month. Is there a Hall of Fame for me to go into? Then? You know, so that's just the way I look at it. I got you. No. Um, now, one of my questions is uh, I kind of, you know, I hate doing this because they're going in the hall, but Kevin Green, Orlando Payne. I knew that was coming. I mean, the Hall of okay, better than most, but not Hall of Fame. I mean, do you feel any of those guys, let me ask you something, any of those guys forced, like, you know, I mean, really just like you question, who do you question out of that group? I know I have my questions out of, out of those three, but is there anybody in that group that you question? Um, my question all three. We had a, oh, I know during a, a show way back, we had a discussion about the Hall of Fame, and Kevin Green was somebody that, uh, you know, I'd thrown out there at you, you know, as a Hall of Famer, and his stats say Hall of Fame. Um, I would say if I had to pick somebody on that list that would be on the bubble for me, it would be him. Uh, another name you mentioned, uh, as much as it curls my blood to give an Ohio State Buckeye props, I think Orlando Pace is one of the most dominant left tackles I've seen in the last 20 years. I think he soundly deserves to be, you know, a Hall of Famer, that type of player. But Kevin Green, I, I agree with you from previous conversation. You know, that would be the guy on the bubble for me. Okay. All right. Yeah, no, I kind of uh, – I just wanted to touch on that briefly. I uh, Pace – uh, I don't know. Um, again, yeah, what – well, let's just say this: two so guys, little. two guys that will end up being Hall of Famers. One already a Hall of Famer, Marshall Falk. The other, and Kurt Warner, who I believe should be a Hall of Famer uh, here shortly. You know, you listen to both those guys talk about you know Orlando Pace and what he meant to those teams. You know, Isaac Bruce will tell you, Tory Holt will tell you. So you know, the guy was dominated his position and pretty much locked down the right end uh, single-handedly on any given game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Stabler didn't see a whole lot of, of. You know, I didn't see a whole lot of him. I'm not as old as you, so you know, I didn't get a chance to see him as much as uh, you know you probably did. From looking at the guy's numbers and what I have seen of him, uh, I, I'm I'm gonna say he's right there with Kevin Green. Could he be? Yes, but I think there's an argument both ways on him. But you got to admit, you know, the guy guy stuck his nose in there. He wasn't afraid to get dirty. I give him that. I uh, 
I remember as a I was very young catching the tail end of his career. And I just remember him uh, always dirty. <laughs> I mean, always yeah. getting. I mean, I mean. Well, that was back when they uh, actually played under on real turf and got dirty. And you were allowed to hit somebody too. Yeah, yeah, which the uh, Raiders were known for. So he had a big old bullseye on his uh, behind because uh, yeah, they were gonna they were gonna teams were gonna try and dish it back, you know. How many, and how he many got pounded. Yes, how many paybacks do you think he got because of his defense? Oh please, he, that man got. I remember, like I said. I don't remember a lot of them, but I remember that poor guy getting rocked on a couple of times. Is like, oh my god, they're trying to kill that guy. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. a lefty, a lefty uh, throwing. It was he was my first lefty quarterback that I had, had ever watched, and thought it was the weirdest thing I had ever seen because I'd never seen a real lefty before. I didn't know what a lefty was until I was like, that that guy's throwing the ball with the wrong hand. Like, no, he's a lefty. Oh, all right. I can't do that. No, not everybody can. Oh, all right. But, uh, no, it was my first experience with a lefty quarterback. But, all right, you know, I want to go ahead and talk about the whole Hall of Fame ballot for next year. But before we do, I have to pay some bills, folks. Hi, folks. Fantasy Jester here to talk about BreadFromYourBed.com, and I am with Ethan, the son of the owner, Joey, from BreadFromYourBed.com. Say hello, Ethan. Hello. And how old are you? Four. Okay, Ethan, thanks. Uh, we'll get back to you in one minute. And here's a little bit about BreadFromYourBed.com. They're both a business services website and a personal finance blog. They discuss ways for people to make extra money from home, and they offer a wide variety of services for your businesses. If you need more traffic for your website, if you need social media management or marketing, if you need a website built, or if you just want to make some extra money online, these are the guys to do it. They have worked and provided results for clients ranging from small to big, and will show you some of those results, including the statistics and the numbers I highly encourage you to check them out if you're looking for help for your business to grow or you're looking to learn how to make some extra money from home. Ethan, where should people go if they're looking for a website? Bedfromthebed.com And where should people go if they're looking for social media management? Bedfromthebed.com And where should people go if they're looking to make some extra money? Bedfromthebed.com and where should people go to get help starting a business? BedFromYourBed.com All right. And if uh, they want to work from home, where should people go? Um, BedFromYourBed.com All right, Ethan. One more time, let me ask you. If they want to spend more time with their kids, where should parents go? Um, BedFromYourBed.com That's right, folks. BreadFromYourBed.com Folks, besides BreadFromYourBed.com, we're also brought to you from the good people at FantasyJesterSports.com and also thanks to the people at Blog Talk Radio for providing this platform so that you can hear us 
crystal clear every time we broadcast. We want to thank them. As we get ready to bring in JT again, we're going to be talking about the NFL Hall of Fame and next year's list of inductees, and we can start chewing them and spitting them out and seeing what we got. JT, we have an interesting list here. Uh, yes. I'm going, to run, I'm going to run through the names first, and then I'm going to go ahead and give you the ones uh, that I feel that are deserving. You let me know who I left out or who I'm wrong about. We've got Mm. Brian Dawkins, defensive back, nine-time Pro Bowler. Tommy Harris, defensive tackle, three-time Pro Bowler. Chad Ochocinco, wide receiver. Matt Light, offensive tackle. Donovan McNabb, quarterback. Derek Mason, wide receiver. Larry Johnson, running back. Thomas Jones, running back. Joey Porter, linebacker. Jeremy Shockey, tight end, Jason Taylor, defensive end, Danian Tomlinson, running back, Heinz Ward, wide receiver, Ricky Williams, his own man. <laughs> yeah. Brian Dawkins, first one. I got him as going in. Nine-time Pro Bowler, absolute beast in that defensive backfield. I don't even think twice about it, JT. Yeah, Weapon X, also All-Pro four times. Uh, may not be right away, but, yeah, definitely within the first next year, the year after that, the latest guy was incredible. Okay. Defensive tackle, Tommy Harris from Chicago. Next. Thank you. Oh, wow. All right. I came out of I, – I was going to say next. I thought it, and as I thought it <laughs> – that's beautiful. That was your inner monologue. It just kind of projected right there, you know? Let me uh, – hold on. Let me swami this one on over to you. Chad Ochocinco. Next. Really? Uh, you got a guy that was a good or above average NFL receiver, no doubt. Um, and I'm six-time not even talking about the – I understand six-time pro bowler, but Kevin Green made the pro bowl several times as well. But – Again, like we've talked about, just because you made the Pro Bowl doesn't mean you're Hall of Fame. You know, just because you made a certain amount of Pro Bowls. I look at I look at Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco, whatever he's named this week. Um, and unfortunately, <laughs> I think he is dealing with the same problem another guy in Terrell Owens is dealing with. You know, put up fantastic numbers, though. I think Owens was twice the receiver that Johnson, Ochocinco, whatever his name is, was. But – Let's let's be honest. I I see the guy as a Johnson. Pro Bowl player. I just I just yeah, there we, I like that. We should, we should get our own shirts with that. Um, I just don't see him as a, as a Hall of Famer yet. Hmm. Six time Pro Bowler. I bet uh, you might not agree with it, but I bet you he goes in. Kevin Green, five time Pro Bowler, goes in. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask Matt you this: Light. Who goes in first? Go who goes in first? Owens or or Ochos Johnson? Ocho Johnson or or Owens, who gets in first? Uh-huh. Who of, of the two big mouths is pretty much what you, it looks like. That's what you're trying to pit it against. This right, yeah. Wide receivers with the biggest mouth, who goes in first? Um, I'd say uh, Ocho Cinco. Think so? Okay, because Owens was also a six-time Pro Bowl 
and five yeah. first-team All-Pro selections, and that's something I'm looking at. It's when you start throwing those first-team All-Pro numbers in there as well, along with those Pro Bowls, that's when I start That's when I start saying, okay, now we need to look at this guy. So I'm going with Owens on that. I, I just think he's hated. <laughs> I'm going, oh, I'm going I think he lose several points. I think they are going to make – I think if he goes, he's going to wait like 10, 15 years. Okay, he'll be like uh, Ken Stabler going in now. Hey, thank God you guys almost missed him. <laughs> yeah, they'll put him in when he's unable to walk up the stairs because he's too old to, get to accept the jacket, right? They will wait until that man is Ocho Cinco. <laughs> you know, we're going to put it on this night. Oh, you're not available on that night? Perfect. It'll be this night. You know, that's a, yeah, you're right. It's going to happen. Yeah, no, no. Like I said, they're going to wait until he is the age Ojo, Ocho Cinco. Oh, gosh. That's terrible. <laughs> He'll be up there with his walker. All right. Let's Oof. move on. Matt Light, offensive tackle, New England. Left tackle, to be no. exact. Donovan. Okay, good. Uh, Matt, uh, Donovan McNabb. I'll let you lead this off because I know you're such a Philadelphia fan. Yeah, and um, I'd have to say no. I'd have to say no. Sorry. Can't I'm do right it. there with you. Nope. Okay. I'm right there with you. Uh, I, I, I had, okay, so that you know, the pause wasn't for effect. The pause was for, all right, let me put my hatred for anything eagle aside for a second. So <laughs> I'm impressed took you a, can do that. It took a little, well, it took a little bit more than a second. And uh, I did what I could with it and tried to think of it objectively. And um, the first thing that came to mind was no. So I'll stick with that. Derek Mason, wide receiver. Yet. Larry Johnson. Good. Yet. No. Thomas Jones. Yet. Good, yeah, good player, not a Pro Bowl or a Hall of Famer. Here you go. Kevin Green goes in. Does Joey Porter? Well, wouldn't he fall in the the uh, Chad Ocho Johnson and Terrell Owens uh, big mouth? Wouldn't he fall in under that clause? Uh, another guy just ran his yap constantly that uh, has irritated every sports writer that votes for this uh, uh, honor his whole career. I, again, I look at a guy that was a good player, sometimes a great player, but not consistently enough to be a Hall of Famer. Not consistently no, enough, and he would need not, to be to get past that mouth. Right, and he's no, he's no Jack Lambert, let's be honest. Jeremy Shockey, no. Oh, from the U, no. Can't do it. Shockey, Shockey had the potential. Shockey had the potential to be one of the best. Okay, but injuries kept kept at him, and it, and it was a shame because I mean I loved him when he was with the Giants. I absolutely loved him. I, I loved his tenacity. Uh, I, I loved the way once he got that ball, he was going to fight you. Okay, for extra yardage. I just liked the way he played, but. The way he played also led to him being injured. His body couldn't keep up with what he mentally wanted to do, is my opinion. Right. Warrior's body. Warrior's body. Uh, just 
you know, glass jaw, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and, and I know the next one near and dear to your heart. So, and I'm going to already say yes. Jason Taylor. Well, I mean, you know, I look at him, uh, first team all pro three times, uh, six Pro Bowls, nine touchdowns scored as a defensive end, which is obscene. Uh, yes. You know, the guy was definitely a difference maker uh, on the line. So, yeah, I definitely would go yes on him. One of the more disruptive. Uh, an underrated lineman. Uh, for me, I was able to watch him on a regular basis because at the time he played, I was still living up in New York and we get to see many games against the Jets and New England and Buffalo. So I have to say he was a guy that, you know, you had to worry about where he was. You had to make sure that, you didn't leave him with just one guy. You had to have him chipped. If he was going to, if he was coming, he was going to get there. They, big guy, fast, definitely deserving. And so is the next guy. I mean, there are some people that aren't crazy about him. And I, I don't know. I've, I've never really have gotten to that conversation with you. With Damian Tomlinson. Uh, to I, me, that's a rubber stamp, yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I have no problem with with me personally with him thought for sure he should be in. Yeah. He's, uh, he's I mean, he, go, go ahead. ahead. Absolutely. Go ahead. No, no, finish. Well, I was just gonna say, you, look at, you look at a running back, uh, you know, one of what two running backs, maybe three, if you count, I think Forte may have done it, but they caught a hundred passes in one season. Uh, you know, the guy ran for 13, 14, 1500 yards a, a year, uh, 28 touchdowns in 2006, which I believe is still an NFL record. So, you know, the guy was an amazing player. He was San Diego, not Phillip Rivers. He was San Diego when he was there. So, yeah, definitely deserves to go. Um, this is one that a lot of people are going to argue over. I can tell you right now. Heinz Ward. I, I see him as one of those borderline guys that people are just going to argue back and forth about whether or not he belongs in. What do you think? Well, I'm one of those guys that would argue for a uh, Heinz Ward, um, unbelievable route runner. And again, you look at a guy that played wide receiver in, or quarterback in college that moved to wide receiver when he got to the pros. Um, you look at a guy that was absolutely instrumental in the running game because he's but widely known as the best blocking receiver in the NFL for countless seasons. Um, you know, third down conversion rate was unheard of. Uh, a good teammate and a guy that would, you know, somebody would hit the quarterback, knock the quarterback down, he's right in their face. You know, he's one of those team guys. So I just think with all his intangibles, it elevates his up slightly above average NFL numbers. Uh I happen to like him as a player. For uh, and you're talking about a guy who was a third round player, right? Wasn't he third? Yeah, third right. round, yep. if I remember correctly. And um, you knew one thing about him, and this was a very simple. You knew he was coming to play. You knew he was coming to play each week. He was going to play hard. Now. I like him. I think he's about as borderline as Ocho Cinco is. 
I see okay. him as somebody who has a couple more receptions, about the same amount of yards, if I remember correctly. But somebody that's got more receptions uh, than Ocho. So I could see, uh, you know what? Hmm, if I'm going to put Ocho in, I guess I have to put Heinz Ward in. So, okay. So I've got Dawkins, Ocho, Jason Taylor, Tomlinson, Ward. And you're going to figure they're going to throw in an oldie from the past. That should have been in you know, one of the one of the ones that is still lingering to uh, go in. Cause oh, I'm sorry, uh, we almost forgot one. Ricky Williams, Ricky Williams. We uh, didn't forget I, him. There was no reason to discuss him, in my opinion. Up and smoke. You know, I mean, his career went up and smoke, but, literally. No, let me ask you. There's a couple names that I didn't hear you mention that I thought were guys that I honestly have going. Uh, one being somebody I consider one of the best safeties I've ever seen in John Lynch. John Lynch. Hmm. I, uh, I have to put him in. I could put I mean, him he in. He does have, if we go with the Pro Bowls, you're looking at nine. Uh, probably one of the most feared safeties if you talk to anyone who played against the guy. Um, you know, talk about your proverbial quarterback of the defense too. Yeah. Oh you know, no, no, no! Uh, Let me then, tell you, I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking now. I'm sorry. The, the the delay was Lynch or Dawkins. I think. Mm, I, that's I, a tough I like, one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like Dawkins more in the passing game, but I like Lynch overall. Um, I think they're both, both going to get there. I think Lynch, mm-hmm. if I had to say, okay, who's in 2017, who deserves to go more, I'm I'm going to lean towards Lynch on that one. All right. All right. Was there then, anybody then one else that you had? For you. Yeah, Alan Fanica. Alan Fanica was on the all, uh, all 2000s team, uh, probably one of the yeah. best guards I've, I've seen growing up to play football, um, you know, just a guy that was an absolute road grader, uh, nasty interior lineman, and, and a guy that showed up every week to play. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Alan Seneca. You know, I don't know. I have a hard time with linemen in general. Just Seneca, uh, Seneca. Not yet. Could he? Yeah. He's like light. Light could go, but not right away. I definitely take oh no, I definitely take Fanica over light, trust me on that one. Right. Well definitely just to back up his numbers, nine Pro Bowls and six first team all pro. Nine? Fanica nine had pro nine? Bowls and nine and six first team all pro. That's that's wow. a that's a resume. That's yeah, a resume yeah, no. right there. Hey, you're talking nine and how many first team? Six, six team first team yeah. all pro six times. And he's eligible next that's, year. He's eligible. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Put him in. Let yep, everybody definitely. know. Let, let, let the uh, Hall of Fame people know what we said. He should go. <laughs> to get him in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Folks, uh, 
the NFL puts on quite a show every year. And the Hall of Fame is a celebration of guys that have really given all that they can to the sport. And uh, we celebrate all of them. We thank all the inductees that went in today. Thank you so much for the great memories and for the work and sacrifice that you gave all us football fans for all those years. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, uh, folks, next up, I want to go ahead and talk about Fantasy Jester news. You know, what's going on? What What's happening with FantasyJesterSports.com? Just want to take a minute or two. We've got a lot of things going on and, and want to make sure that you're in on everything that we've got on our website and where we're headed, what the radio shows are doing, and a little bit of everything for you. You know, on the site right now, if you go ahead, you can see we have Reebok. I told everybody we'd be bringing everything that I could to that site besides great articles. All right. So now we've got Reebok. I told you we'd have apparel. We've just added fanatics.com. Go on there right now for apparel for NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, NASCAR. I'm telling you, it is fantastic, fantastic. That can be seen on various articles. Reebok is right on our front page, folks. You can't miss it. We just added K-Swiss. K-Swiss, again, is going to be on various articles throughout. It currently has been for the past two weeks we added it. All the shops and the stores for the major league sports, NBA, NHL, MLB, NFL, each one on their specific article. In other words, if you're going to the NFL, you click on the NFL tab, and you go through our NFL articles, you're going to see the NFL shop. And the same thing for MLB and NHL and NBA. On our front page, we have 888.com for all your gambling. You can bet on teams. You can go into the casino. Absolutely fun time. I love the casino. I'm a blackjack person myself. Great time. Great time on there. We have Sports Integrity also on the front page at the bottom. Don't want to miss that. It's sports memorabilia. And one of the newest ones we've just added, I'm happy to announce on all our wrestling pages now, is Halo. Halo. Hello, how are you? No, halo as in angel, as in little circle above my head, because I'm an angel. Halo e-cigarettes. Halo e-cigarettes is now on fantasyjesterSports.com. Wrestling articles, click on it, get some specials, because you're clicking from the Fantasy Jester page. The Fantasy Jester swag page is up and running and doing well. Folks, if you go on the Fantasy Jester swag page right now, click on. We have all sorts of Fantasy Jester items, fantastic items, travel mugs, coffee mugs, uh, you name it, bumper stickers, T-shirts, everything with the Fantasy Jester logo on it for your sports fan. And a portion of those proceeds... Go to the Make-A-Wish Foundation to help a young child's dream come true. Happy to say that we are a big part on that. Also, on the page, and we're having a little technical issue. I'm going to be honest with you. We've got 
a couple of auction items and the technical issue is getting the actual picture up on the site. Um, we've tried three different pictures of the same item and for whatever reason, it just doesn't want to load. It's, uh, it's like uh, Reggie calling to me that I should just buy it and give the money to uh, make a wish, but I won't do that. It will be up for auction. We'll try and get up there this week. We have that. We're waiting uh, for the shipment. I've been told that uh, we're waiting for the shipment for the Marlins, the Miami Marlins signed baseballs for the auction. We have a couple of items coming in and you don't want to miss that folks. F. XE Live. I'm going to start talking now. Don't want to miss what's coming up this month, folks, what we have for you. You want to talk about somebody bringing you podcasts that you don't want to miss. You know, we've gone ahead and the schedule for the month is absolutely fantastic between the writings of the articles that we're going to have and then the shows, the podcasts, fantastic. FXE Live This Wednesday night, 9 p.m., I promise you, and you're going to see the promos everywhere, we will rock the wrestling world. I will promise you that we are going to rock the wrestling world. We're going to change some things. We're going to cause a little bit of a disturbance in the wrestling world. You don't want to miss it. FXE Live, 9 p.m. this coming Wednesday. FantasyJesterSports.com is happy to tell you that we're going to have a two-hour gridiron, guys, two-hour NFL special September 1st. And we're going to have a very special guest. More details on that to come. That will be from 7 until 9, September 1st, that NFL special show. You don't want to miss what we've got planned, folks. I I can't talk a whole heck of a lot about it yet because we're still putting together the promo packages and everything. Can't uh, My hands are tied. I can't. Just, I I promise you, you're not going to want to miss that show. Then also, the Fantasy Justice Show, two weeks from today, two weeks, you don't want to miss. Telling you, folks, I keep bringing all these guests. We're going to have Jim Rosenhaus, two weeks from tonight, a fan of the show. He's been on before. Jim Rosenhaus, the Cleveland Indians, the voice of the Cleveland Indians, radio announcer, Doing a fantastic job over there. The Cleveland Indians just absolutely looking fantastic this year. And the thing that we want to talk to Jim about is was was the fact that was it possible that JT and I, you know, jumping on board the way Cleveland with, with Cleveland the way we have and the Cleveland Indians uh, were was it JT and I that put the Cleveland Indians over the edge? You know, once we came in. Gotta remember, if you go back and listen to the first time Jim Rosenhaus was on, JT alluded to the idea Cleveland versus Chicago for a World Series. And you know what, folks? Scaringly, wait till I bring him back in. We'll talk about this. It's looking like it's a possibility. So, Jim Rosenhaus, Cleveland Indians radio announcer. So, 
Those are three shows right there. You've got Fantasy Justice Show two weeks from today. You're going to have absolute, absolute great time with Jim Rosenhouse. You got the Gridiron Guys NFL special, two hour special with the special guest September 1st. You don't want to miss. And then this coming Wednesday, FXE Live, we will rock. I promise you, we're going to rock the wrestling world this week. One of the things I also want to make sure that everybody out there now knows, and I am happy to announce, those of you who have iTunes, you have iTunes on your phone, you can go ahead and check out every archived edition of the Fantasy Jester Show now on iTunes. We've got that all set up for you and running every Fantasy Jester Show. You don't have to miss a minute of me. And I wouldn't if I were you. Honestly, I'd go back. I'm thinking of going on iTunes just so I can hear myself. We have more sponsors joining us over the next couple of weeks. To, we're going to be talking about them. And as we continue to grow, we're adding a writer to our staff. I'm happy to announce that we're going to add one more writer, just uh, one article a week. You know, some people have asked me, why don't we have more content? Can't we have more content? Can't we have more writing? Yes, we sure could. We are going to little by little. I can have plenty of content. There's some sports websites out there right now that have plenty of content and they're giving you crap. I'd rather not waste your time. If there's something on my website, you can guarantee that it's a good story. You ever read some of our stories? Some of you new out there, maybe you're just listening to us for the first time. Go to fantasyjusticesports.com. Read a couple of our articles. I mean, we've got a, there's an article about the Olympics on there. There's an article right now about Jimmy Hart from the WWE, the fantastic time I spent with him. Some really great articles. So now as we go ahead, we have the opportunity to bring in, and if you've listened to the Gridiron guys, you know this past week we brought in Tate Dello. And as I get ready to bring in JT now, because JT's known Tate for quite some time, a great guy. And, uh, Absolutely, great a, family. Yeah, the whole family, fantastic. God bless Nick over there uh, in Hawaii, serving his country. And um, But Tate will be reporting to us once a week, uh, something I'm going to run past him. I've got an early name, JT, Tales from Tate. Oh, yeah, maybe I can see that. I don't yeah, know. I, I don't that. know. Tales from Tate, something. We'll, we'll come up with something a little flashy for him. Um, you certainly you know, can't call can him call kid. Him. What? Well, no. No, there's only one kid, and that's Kid Kelly out there. But, you know, mm-hmm. let's, uh, let's be honest now. It's, I know what you're doing. See, I see here what you're doing, Jess. I don't think you got this past me. You're bringing another Yankee fan on so you can gang up on me. I'm telling you, it's not going to work. If you hadn't noticed, okay, we've got Kid Kelly, the Giant fan, and now we have Tate joining the club and uh, the Yankee fan. The only one that's completely lost in this is Joey Cage, who has absolutely, (laughs) I mean, he might be a good MMA, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. He was a very good MMA guy and a a budding wrestling star uh, to be now. Uh, but he is completely lost when it comes to sports teams. He is a Philadelphia fan, and I really don't have to say much more than 
He's a Philadelphia fan, so everybody understands. Mm. That, hey, I, you know, just, I got to Go share this with the listeners real quick because earlier when we were talking Hall, we mentioned uh, I mentioned a quote that I liked from Jim Irsay that Marvin Harrison had said to him. You know, there's one here since we've busted on Kevin Green a little bit. You know, Kevin Green, he was a walk-on at Auburn. He used to practice against Bo Jackson, and this is a quote from him. He ran my ass over. I've got a piece about it because he ran a lot of asses over. That's, that's <laughs> Kevin Green in a nutshell right there. That's fantastic, Kevin Green. <laughs> that is good. That is good. And, folks, you know, just to wrap up this one segment here about what's coming up and uh, either on FantasyJusticeSports.com or any of our shows, give you a little bit of an idea. We've got SummerSlam, the predictions coming up. You know, going down that FXE schedule, okay, we're going to have, like I said, a can't-miss show this Wednesday. We are going to stir the pot. Not that I'm somebody that would stir the pot, but I'm going to no, try no. it. I'm going to try it and see see how it fits me and uh, if I like it or not. Then uh, going down the FXE schedule on Wednesdays, folks, we've got that. We've got SummerSlam predictions. Then we've got the SummerSlam fallout. And then on the 31st, we've got a special wrestling guest and, uh, a, and a special announcement on that day. You're not going to want to miss that on the 31st. So there's your FXE show. Gridiron, guys. We're going right now, folks. Uh, if you're fantasy football players, you don't want to miss what we're doing on Gridiron, guys, right now as we prepare you for the season. You've got the QBs. We, you can listen to our archive show from this past week. We did QBs. We've got running backs coming up this coming uh, Thursday, 7 p.m. You don't want to miss it. Then we have wide receivers the following week. We've got tight ends the following week. And then after that is our two-hour special that I had mentioned earlier with a special guest. We're going to have a roundtable of guests talking football as we get ready for the start of the season. Then, you know, we have everything that we were talking about with the Fantasy Justice Show. And as always, it's just going to be a great, great time, folks. We thank you for joining us. Uh, you know, uh, Kid Kelly's going to be doing some special uh, reporting on the NFL on Mondays. She's getting ready to wrap up her series that she's been doing. And she's getting ready to start a new one where she's going to be doing the her own version of predictions uh a predictions article on fantasyjusticesports.com and each week starting this uh, starting on Monday the 15th she'll be doing the East AFC NFC uh the 22nd she'll be doing the West 29th she'll be doing the North and then on the 5th she'll be wrapping up and doing the South on each one of those articles I will probably be giving giving commentary as and little hints to what my predictions will be on the 27th and the third fantasy jester will be putting out his own special article on fantasyjustersports.com and for us to discuss i'll be putting them out on saturdays so that we can discuss them here on the fantasy jester show my nfl predictions both weeks one week we're going to do nfl predictions what i'm looking at as far as mvp Rookie of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, all that good stuff. And then the following week, 
the fantasy jester's predictions what the playoff picture will look like. You're not going to want to miss the articles, and you're certainly not going to want to miss the discussion, folks. JT, we've got some great, great stuff coming up. And as we go ahead and get ready to bring all this to everybody, you know, it is exciting here. This coming week, JT, I've got – I'll be meeting up uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars on Monday, Mm. seeing what I can bring everybody. Monday I'll be at the Jaguars camp, folks, talking to players, talking to people over there, getting a feel for the team, and seeing what I can bring uh, back to you all from the camp, uh, any insight I can give you, tell you what I see. Tuesday uh, night – we have a couple of things going on Tuesday night, don't we, JT? We've got um, – Yes, we do. I, I've been invited over back over to uh, watch wrestling with Jimmy Hart again, and uh, I will probably take that fine gentleman up on that. And uh, you will be taking care of the Hard Knocks coverage as it starts Tuesday night, the Los Angeles Rams and all the goodies and inside information. JT will be covering that. Then on the 16th, for our South Florida fans, if you want to meet the Fantasy Jester, I will be at the Miami Dolphins training camp on the 16th, guaranteed. I have uh, got a couple people that I'm supposed to talk to. I can't give away too much on that yet, but going to be bringing you some special goodies from the Miami Dolphins camp. Then... Finally, in August as well, you can get your chance west coast of Florida. Here's your opportunity to meet the Fantasy Jester as well, as I will be in Tampa for the Tampa Bay Bucks camp. And on that day, on the 24th, they will be scrimmaging the Cleveland Browns. So the Fantasy Jester will be there trying to see what he can bring all of you from these camps, what kind of tidbits what kind of information you might need to know. Fantasy Jester on the move. Exciting, exciting months. Yeah. JT. Yeah. I mean, geez. Jester, now, did you say, did you say they're scrimmaging the Cleveland Browns? The Buccaneers will be that day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting. I can't you wait know, to see this. I've, yeah, absolutely. I've read some articles about how some of these NFL teams, like the Bucks and the Dolphins and the Panthers have actually been practicing with high school teams, but I didn't realize they were actually going to play a game against one. Well, hey, if you pay attention to Joey Cage, Joey Cage says RG3 is going to surprise people. So, And what's surprising me right now is uh, we've, got, we've got a couple of callers here, and I'm going to get to, let's see. Let's see who this is on the line. Hello, mystery caller. Who might you be? Hello, Joe. Uh, my name is Jason Kaiser. I'm uh, one of your adversaries in the uh, Fantasy Football League. Who? Uh, Jason Kaiser, uh, Kaiser Sose, Kaiser Blade. I have many aliases. JT, you know this man? I've never heard of him. Yes, well, you'll know me this year. I turned in my keepers, and uh, my team's incredible. Um, I, I, I tried to let the league know to be prepared, uh, but 
you know, they're just going to have to face me week by week. And what a maroon. <laughs> what an ignoranimous. <laughs> <laughs> I see. You got you got them dialed up, huh? Okay. Anytime I want. Yeah. You well, want that? It was that. Way, way. I heard uh, all that trash talking by uh, by you guys about the high school team of the Cleveland Browns. That's ridiculous. This team is led by Hugh Jackson with Robert Griffin III making a comeback. You got Josh Gordon in the wings. You got Corey Coleman, who's probably going to be the best rookie wide receiver this year. You guys need to show some respect. Now they got to earn some respect in Cleveland. Nothing's given in the NFL. They got to yeah, earn well, something. They've done nothing up to this point. And RG3, but, I mean, hey, fantastic. You got your all pro quarterback from 20, what, 13? But you know what? Here, I want to. I want to see Cleveland win. But you know what else? And I, I want? want to run down a beach into my own arms. But that's impossible. You know, let's be honest, guys. It's not going to be the greatest of year. I mean, if they get four wins, all right, Kaiser. Here's one for you. Factor fantasy. Four mm-hmm. wins this year for the Cleveland Browns. Fact. I'm, I'm predicting six wins. Six wins from the K-Blade. Yeah. JT, yeah. what do you got? How many? I'll I'll take the under. I'll go five on that. I'll under on his prediction of six, over on okay. your four. So I'll split the difference. Okay. Well, guys, look, I, I'm, I want to say something real quick. I, I apologize sure. for not calling in a while. My, my first, uh, my first appearance on the, uh, the fantasy gesture was, uh, you know, let me just say, I was a little bit sedated that night, if you uh, know what I mean, and uh, I didn't bring it as strong as I would have liked to. Um, I'll have to regroup my thoughts and come back for a uh, appearance, but with all the chitter-chatter that we've been having on uh, on our site, on our, our league, our dynasty league of many years, I, uh, I felt like I needed to make a presence tonight. I needed to check in. Absolutely. Just, uh, say, Absolutely. say hi to Townsend and Matisse, uh, yeah. or the jester. And, uh, you know, and just uh, just check in. So, uh, what's going on, guys? What have you guys been uh, getting after tonight? We've been on it. We've been all over it. We've been on just about everything so far and everyone. We've been on top of things so bad that the basketball team is a little surprised oh, oh, oh. and jealous. <sighs> yeah. What? Yeah. They said they weren't in there long, remember? Well, I mean, they weren't in there long. They had that 519-foot pleasure, what is it, ship that they've, uh, you know, rented for this. So bring the party back home. Well, that was the idea. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, listen, they, they, they talk about the Olympic team not being in the brothel very long. I mean, how long does it take to turn to a bunch of whores and go, hey, I've got a 519-foot boat. You want to come with us? Uh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay, so, you, you're Jester, you're getting uh... – you're getting some of the behind-the-scenes stories from the NBA team in the, in the Rio de Janeiro down in the uh, Brazil area, huh? Well, I don't know if they were behind the scenes, okay? They could have oh. been in front, <laughs> behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, re- maybe reverse, maybe in the 69 position. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know what, you know, hey, listen, they could have been slam dunking more than a basketball. Uh, that's all I know. <laughs> Um, but no, Lord knows the fantasy jesters, uh, doing the same thing tonight. You know, 
All I know is the jester is uh, doing his usual, putting a hurting on the competition. That's what I know. Yeah. With yeah. JT well, by hey, my look, side, I... we are crushing people. Joe, uh, so, while yeah. we're on the air here, is there is there anything that we need to clear up? Are we good, Joe? You and I, the uh, Kaiser Blade and the Fantasy Jester. Um, everything everything fine. Uh, the last time I checked, you and I are good. As long as you keep calling mm-hmm. me Jester, we're even better. Mhm, mhm. And JT, mm-hmm. we're 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 good as well. Why wouldn't we be? I wouldn't push it. Oh, all right. Mhm. Well, guys, I uh, I won't be drafting with you in the first round. I, I apologize for that. I I hope hope you guys will be doing well. Um. Anyways, Joe, what what team are you working for this year? What's who's your team? Who's your squad? The Giants. Uh, Kaiser. Kaiser. Mhm. Stand, stand by for a second, all right? Hold on, hold on one second, all right? I'll be right back. JT, you there? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm here. Okay. I got him on hold. Now, I got him to shut up for a second. I mean, he's taking me completely off my program. What do I do? I mean, he's a friend, but, I mean, do we boot him? I'll, I mean, tell you you I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. He's a friend, he's a friend, he's a good friend, fantastic fantasy player, good friend, okay, but we have a program to follow. So you know what, think about that while I pay some bills. Hi folks, it's Barbara here for Deep Obsession Charters. Whether you live in the beautiful West Palm Beach area, or you're planning on visiting the Sunshine State and you love to dive, you have to contact South Florida's premier dive operators, Deep Obsession Dive Charters out of the West Palm Beach area. They are a full-service dive operation. They've got everything from equipment sales and rentals, and they're also a PADI-certified dive center, and they offer certifications from beginning all the way to pro. Deep Obsession offers wreck dives, reef dives, night dives, and dives to the beautiful Blue Heron Bridge, which was voted one of the world's best macro dive sites. But their best adventure, I believe, is their baited shark dives. Here you will be educated on the importance of conservation of these beautiful endangered creatures while being up close and personal with them. It's truly an unforgettable experience, I tell you. For the best customer service in the industry, with fun and safety as a priority, you can book your next dive adventure at deepobsessioncharters.com or you can call them at 561-707-2045. You can also find uh, Deep Obsession Charters on Facebook and Twitter, or you can check out their videos on YouTube. Remember, for the best dive experience in South Florida, it's Deep Obsession Dive Charters. Dive, dive, dive. Dive, dive, dive. And i got to bring JT. JT? JT? Oh, yeah, I'm here. You're oh, here. Oh, good. I'm glad. Um, but during the commercial... We lost our guest caller. Guest caller, oh, where well, did you go? Where I'm sure he'll go? call back. Little one, where did you go? Why did you leave us? We were so happy you were here. Anyway, folks, until he comes on back, we'll get back on schedule, and because uh, I'm sure he'll be back. Well, maybe he won't be. All right. Point guard, once upon a time growing up, Coach K was a point guard. 
he played for Army. He played during six, from 66 to 69. J.D. played for Bob Knight. Guess that's where he learned greatness from, because I don't know about you. I happen to uh, think uh, Coach Knight, a little odd at times, but a great coach. Yeah, he was. I mean, Bobby Knight, uh, you know, that's one of them guys that you pay attention and look him in the eye 24-7, or you and everybody else in the gymnasium is going to hear about it. So that's definitely kind of learned from. But the man I'm talking about, Mike Krzyzewski, Better known as Coach K. My rival coach. Is he the most influential person in basketball today and possibly ever? Now, JT, I've got a bunch. Yeah. You know, I didn't really understand who Coach K was. I understand that he's a great basketball coach, college coach, uh, spent, you know, most of his time now at Duke and this, that, the other. But there's a couple of stats and I'll get to the I'll get to why I'm saying is he the most influential person in basketball today, possibly ever. I'll save the best for the end. Let's get to some of what everybody has a good idea about, though. And for some of you, you do. Some of you, you don't. But let's talk about Mike Shashevsky, the current leader of the U.S. basketball team, and has been for some time now. Three decades at Duke. In that three decades, he's 970 wins, 262 in losses. He uh, currently is uh, getting 10 mil plus bonuses to be the coach at Duke. Not a bad, not a bad paycheck. No, not, not a bad gig. Not to mention not whatever the USA. Job. Yeah, not not to mention whatever USA basketball is probably giving him besides the rented 519 foot. 17-foot, whatever it is, yacht Great. to use while he's in Rio. Um, he's got five NCAA tournament wins. He's got 12 NCAA Final Fours, 13 ACC tournament wins. So he's won the ACC tournament almost half as many, to- half as many years as he's been a coach for Duke. I, I just think about that. That is just ridiculous right there, that number. Two-time basketball time national coach of the year in 86 and 87. Three-time Naismith College coach of the year. Five-time ACC coach of the year, which I don't get. Five-time AC. Okay, you've won 13 times which is almost half the amount of times you've coached, the years of coached, and you've only won five times? That, that seems a little off, but okay. Basketball Hall of Fame in 2001. College Basketball Hall of Fame in 2006, which is crazy because he's a college coach, but he made it to the Basketball Hall of Fame five years sooner, and I'll get to why in a minute. He has 14 various medals that he's won. He's won gold four times in the Olympics, two times as a coach, two times as an assistant, four-time gold medalist, NCAA championships, titles, this, that, all these accolades, Hall of Fame. But here's the best, JT. I've got the two best stats for last. 
He's never coached in the NBA. He's never coached in the NBA. You're talking about a, a lifelong college coach. But he has coached more NBA players than 90% of the NBA coaches in the history of the league. Hmm. He has coached more uh, NBA players than 90% of the coaches in, uh, in the history of the league. And only five, five current active coaches have more. Doc Rivers, Pop, Mike D'Antoni, Rick Carlisle, Alvin Gentry. Coach K, the most influential person in basketball today. He has coached more NBA players than 90% of NBA coaches in league history, possibly ever. Not just an influential person in basketball today, possibly ever. Unbelievable accomplishments by this man. Didn't understand who he, you know, I, like I said, JT, I got to be honest with you. I heard, yeah, he coaches uh, the, the U.S. team, and yeah, I know he's been at Duke forever, and he seems pretty successful, and, and this, that. But to be able to sit there and say that he has coached more NBA players than 90% of the NBA coaches in league history? Yeah, that's, that is that's saying something. That's an amazing accomplishment. Absolutely amazing accomplishment. Uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. No, that is that is the leader of the U.S. basketball team. And uh, as much as we joke uh, about the uh, what's really uh, innocent, what really was an innocent occurrence, uh, we joke about it. Uh, Coach K runs a fine U.S. basketball program, and. Uh, I absolutely, you know, if I had a son going to college and wanted to play ball, uh, I can't think of a finer coach in the college ranks right now that I would want than Coach K. JT, you have a young man, say you have a boy leaving high school, he's a basketball player, and he has an opportunity to play anywhere in the America to play for any college Anybody but Coach K? What do you, who who do you send them to besides Coach K? Is my question. Well, I would definitely have to say, as much as it uh, irks me, being I'm a North Carolina Tar Heel fan myself, uh, to give a Duke coach the credit he deserves, um, mm-hmm. yeah, he still definitely would have to be top on that list. Um, you know, obviously, somebody I would be uh, a little partial to myself would be Dean <laughs> Smith. God rest his soul. Or a John Wooden, by the way, 10 championships um, on his resume, you know, as far as guys of the past that were influential. But um, definitely Coach K has to be the top of the list today. Gene Smith, yeah, he he would have been one. Um, I would have gone with uh, Dean Smith for sure. But Coach K is just – I just like every bit of his approach – from the basketball to the person itself. Um, yeah, no, I like him a lot. Folks, 
Next up, uh, as we continue on, JT has a little bit of baseball talk he wants to get into with all of us. Uh, he's been meaning to get it out there and wants to talk to us about it. JT, what do you have for us? What What's on your mind here? A couple interesting things. This evening, the Yankees announced a press conference, a mysterious press conference to be held tomorrow in concerns to Alex Rodriguez. Could we see the end of uh, Alex's career in New York? You know, that, that's, that's an awful interesting announcement that the Yankees have come out with tonight. You know, speaking of the Yankees, uh, Mark Teixeira says he's retiring after this year. So, you know, I have a factor fantasy for you. Is he bound for Cooperstown? Hmm. No. Career Not average is look kill him. You think yeah. the 269 career, career batting average hurts him? Yeah. 404 yes, home runs? It, it, it does. Yeah, it's still... It's still eh by the, the this uh, by the standards now four hundred. First of all, at this point, I think we've designated that. Me personally, I have. I should say, I'd like to see some minimums put in place. I'd like to see you have a minimum of five hundred home runs now. I don't think if you hit under two ninety, two ninety five. For a mm-hmm. career, it should be in there. there well, do you think the home run thing should be position specific? I mean, you're going to have some second baseman that have, you know, like in a Jose Altuve, who that you know, if he keeps playing the way he is, isn't going to hit 500 home runs. He's not going to hit 500, but he's going to hit that average mark. There'll be different, like I said, across the board. Whether you know, he might hit the mark that I'm talking about for hits. Okay. You know, setting setting up different categories where, okay, you know, you've got to hit at least one of them. Just hit one of the categories to make it there, you know? I mean, uh, and then if obviously if you hit multiple categories, then, you know, that, that determines how quickly you should get in, you know? Right. But okay. I, I think well, you're going to need to start you. doing something like that. I'm in agreement with you on, on Teixeira. The other thing that was a knock for me was uh, in, I think it was 143 postseason at bat, or 153 postseason at bats. He's only got a 222 average. So he did not show up uh, at that integral point in the season in the playoffs. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with you that he does not belong there. Um, here's a thought for you. A guy that at one point we would have thought would have been a Hall of Famer, Tim Lincecum, 32 years old, was optioned by the Angels today, uh, lost six of his eight starts, and his ERA was over nine and a half. You think we'll ever see him back in the bigs again? Will we? Yes. Should we? No. We shouldn't have been seeing him for about two years now. He lost He lost about a foot on that fastball, and he's not a good enough pitcher to adjust it seems like, I mean, unless all of a sudden he finds a way to adjust, but that was his bread and butter. And as soon as he lost his fastball, he's been a different person, a different player, a yes, different pitcher. I mean, yes, he so has. he's lost that foot and that happens. That happens to all pitchers. You know, I don't care who you are. You lose something off your fastball as you get older. 
you lose a couple of inches, then you lose a half a foot. Next thing you know, you got a foot difference in your, and all of a sudden now you're having to pitch instead of just hurl as hard as right. you can. Now you're having to learn well, control a lot more. So Some guys can't this, do it. Uh, can't do it. This is right up your alley. Only three games separate Baltimore, Toronto, and Boston right now in the AL East. Uh, Factor Fantasy, does the AL East put three teams in the playoffs this year? Hmm. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Fantasy on that. I'm going to go with they are two of those teams will make it. You won't see three. Who misses the think... chance? Boston. I'll put you on the spot. Boston's Boston. out. Boston. And you think that – what's their weakness? I mean, what is it you see that they don't have that Toronto and Baltimore do? Well, all right, Toronto and Baltimore uh, both have, a, in my opinion, a better offense – now I could be wrong, and I probably am, but um, by I go by I go by eye, I go by eye test. Uh, I, I then you go with the pitching. Starting pitching has been uh, a problem for Boston. Yes, yes, it has. And even with the big David Price signing, in the offseason he has not had the year you thought he would, or anyone thought he would, probably. Uh, you know, it's guys, there are guys like Price, there are guys like Shields, you know, they, they're they cons- uh, they're given more regard than they should because of how many Ks they get, but their ERA is usually god-awful. And, and that's, that's the thing that you look at is, yeah, you're getting the Ks, but if you're still getting runs against you, what does it matter how many – I would rather have a guy with a lower ERA and that got half the strikeouts. I don't care right. how you get them out. You're just not allowing runs. I don't give a shit how. Go ahead. So, and speaking, speaking of stars that aren't living up to their potential, uh, don't know if you saw, Andrew McCutcheon has been benched over the last week by the Pirates. Uh, he was just the MVP in 2013. 241 batting average this year, which is 50 points lower than his career average. A 311 on base percentage. Uh, 719 OPS, which is 170 points below his career average. And then finally, a 25% K ratio. What are your thoughts on Kutch? Kutch, a uh, matter of fact. Now, those are some fantastic thoughts. Shot. 
one opportunity. Seize everything you ever wanted. One moment. 